Welcome to Season 2 of the Gorilla Pastors Podcast. I'm your host, Josiah. In Season 1, we introduced you to the idea of subversive ministry, of guerrilla pastoring in general. We introduced you to our three tenets, broadening a kingdom imagination, being known by a benevolent orthodoxy, and cultivating a diverse praxis. In Season 2, we're going to build on this work by sharing stories of what it looks like to do guerrilla ministry. This year, our plan is simple. We're going to sit down, interview those doing ministry that we would classify as subversive, and share it with you. After each interview, we'll sit around a table and discuss what we learned, what we think is important about these stories, and why we shared them in the first place. These stories will also be fit into a framework that we're calling the ministerial shift. And every three months, we're going to take a closer look at a different theme within this shift. Now, this shift is not something that is an original idea of ours. It's simply something we have observed in the years we've done ministry. Something that seems all the more clear to see, especially today. And since we believe we are simply pointing to something that is happening, we have adopted a new metaphor, a new moniker for this season. The title of Tour Guide. In our minds, this shift is inevitable. And as tour guides, we simply feel convicted to point this truth out. But enough from me. I sat down with my co-hosts, Ryan Fasani and Brian Wardlaw, and I asked them to tell me what they thought about the idea of being a tour guide, about season two, all the themes and topics we would cover, and what they hope we can bring you, the listener. Here's our conversation. So tour guides, there's, I think, a good tour guide is going to give, is going to lead in many different ways. But I think from a very basic place, um, I would say in, in the context that we're talking about of the church is we are, for those that aren't ready to step out from the paradigm they know right now, which may be a Sunday morning centric pastoral led, you know, three songs tithing uh, kind of church life that aren't ready. The tour guide goes, it's okay. But there's, there's a wilderness out there and, and there's, 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 there's places to go and there's a lot of space out there. Um, but, and, and we're, and I, I think a tour guide just says, yeah, it's a good, you're, it's okay. Uh, keep growing, keep seeking, keep opening your eyes to the to the space, to the wilderness, to the beauty of all creation, <laughs> and uh, and maybe God leads you. Um, for those that are are already stepped out from that paradigm, or are ready to, um, or feeling the angst and they just can't stay, I think the tour guide is also going go good go uh god's the, uh, god's out there as well and and i god will reveal in you and around you the truths and the spaces in which you're called to minister but also the places that you will be ministered to um and so as as and so we 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 allow space for them to go i think the tour guide is um is always 
always tries to be there um, because I think the nature of it is a lot like a toddler where we will run down a new path. Um, but we need the safety of the parent when we turn around and we get scared and we need safety and all those things to run back to. Uh, and I think, I think that's where I say, you know, a tour guide, a healthy church is one that allows the toddler to run away and to look back and know um, that the community is there and it can be a safe place. Um, but I think just as a toddler, as we grow, we're being called to become our own people. Um, not isolated, not alone. That doesn't mean that. But it means to go uh, and and find the places that where God is already existing, and to start go to go and point to those truths, to discover them, to discover them in ourselves, to discover them in our world, and then to help point other people uh, to the truths and the beauty that that is there. So, I think not to be too mystical, but I think that's a, that's kind of the the role of a tour guide. It's sometimes it's the safe, it's the one pushing. Sometimes it's the one uh, that's the safe place to come back to. Um, and sometimes it's the one just going, hey, it's okay. Keep seeking. Uh, where you're at is where you're at in your journey. And we'll keep moving together. So, yeah. I really like the idea of the, yeah, God's also out there sort of, I guess, tour guide response, right? Like, yeah, God's out there also. And I think that probably encapsulates uh, what we're trying to offer in season two we're gonna we're gonna do our best to interview folks that that are embodying that and it'll be it'll be a cross-section of folks that are in ministry of in some official capacity folks that were once in ministry in some official capacity or folks that are doing things we would like to see is like you know that's that's the mission of god right there whether or not they are a pastor or not but just simply offering you know, examples, platforming stories of folks that are doing that, that work that we can say, yeah, that's also God's work in it. And it might have nothing to do with a Sunday morning. And this isn't necessarily an indictment on Sunday morning or, or, you know, trying to critique Sunday morning exclusively. It might sometimes come across that way uh, or be perceivably competitive with it, but that's not necessarily our goal. Our goal is to simply broaden Rod in our kingdom imagination. Is that a sh shameless, selfish plug? I don't know if that's a pluggy plug or not, but <laughs> I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, so I, I wanted to, I'm going to share a couple questions that we might explore with these people. And then Fasani, I'd love for you to jump in and sort of give us uh, the actual, the actual ministry related focuses. Cause we, we got four that we're going to look at this next year that are, you know, work of God related kingdom of God focused. Uh, but the questions we want to talk with them about that hopefully will help articulate why they're, they're maybe not just on a Sunday morning and what they're doing outside of the Sunday morning are, what is it that, that may be broke for you? You hear in our little intro that church broke for Fasani and you've probably heard it in every episode, if you've listened to it. And so we're going to hear their story of, of why they are kind of shifting away. We're going to ask them what that shift look like and then we're going to talk to them about what they're doing presently um that is that god out there truth that we're trying to just point to as tour guides and so as we do this there there's obviously going to be 
some conversations we have about why they got there. And oftentimes that will sound like some sort of deconstruction of what is church or what the Sunday morning was about. But really, it's just this journey that you were talking about. They're becoming their own person. They're they're trying to figure out what it is God has called them to do. And, and God doesn't call everyone to just do things on Sunday mornings in buildings we call churches. And that's okay. And that's that's great. And that's beautiful. But Fasani, can you give me a little overview of what it is that that we will sort of couch these these different guests in because I I believe we have four different topics. Yeah, we do. We have we have four general topics. Um, and one of them is looking into more of a theological uh, focus, if you will. Another is intentionally grounded in, in a, the life of faith. Um, and another, an, the other two topics. One of them is related to an issue, um, a perennial issue in the life of ministry leadership. And then the last one, which will in a way kind of parallel the quarters of the year, will focus on the a, a general challenge we both have experienced and observe as it relates to this massive asset that we have, if we've ever been a part of a church, which is the church building and what to do with it. To be more specific, and this as nerdy as this sound is actually really exciting because we get this overview. The three of us have this overview of what the year looks like and the crown we're going to cover is really just, it's thrilling because it, a, it has such a, a breadth to it. B are the lineup um, of our guests are going to be just um, ex- like ex- exquisite in their insights because we know individually they're embodying radical transition towards a guerrilla type of ministry and flourishing and doing it. But here they are specifically um, as it relates to those four general kind of um, topics. The first one, we're going to be exploring discipleship. So for about three months on the Guerrilla Pastor podcast, we're going to be exploring discipleship. Now, in five seconds, here's what that looks like. We'll be exploring a uh, kind of an archaic, though very prevalent still, concept of discipleship as an individual decision-making or the result of indecision, individual decision-making, and exploring with our guests how that must look like um, more of a holistic journey. Um, and each of our guests will help us kind of pull back the layers on why that's essential to a healthy and robust understanding of um, growing as a disciple. The second topic will be accountability. That's a little bit of a kind of a code word. Uh, maybe you've heard it in relationship to accountability partners, which is a way of like assuring that we keep some kind of mo- on the sort of moralistic straight and narrow. Um, but what we mean that as is the structures of ministry um, in general have been a type of committee structure because we all participate in an institution on some level, and it's a way of making an institution efficiently function. But we're going to explore with our guests how a geographically grounded network of mutuals is a much better um, and healthier way of accounting for both our theological integrity, but also our um, pragmatic embodiment of the good news. Someone wagging their finger at you or committee grading you on a sheet of paper in your annual review never has the fruit that we're interested in having. But co-journeying with other people that share convictions is a much more fruitful way of doing that. The third issue is going to be um, what we do, or excuse me, the fourth issue is going to be uh, what we do. I got my numbers mixed up, but whatever. The third issue is going to be how what we do with the asset of the church building. And our guests are going to help us explore 
how we conceive of the uh, the building as supporting ministry um, of the local church, all the way shifting to a really kind of imaginative understanding of the building as a way of supporting um, as a as a giving asset to the long-term kingdom work in a neighborhood, um, a city, a town, or a county. I think I did skip over the very first topic, ironically, which is going to be exploring the gospel. And that's the one that's more theologically heavy. And our guests are going to help us explore how the gospel is good news for all of life, um, as opposed to good news about a post-humanist uh, eternal reality. Anyhow. What do you think about that word, Law? Yeah, my question would be uh, where in these four categories would we interview the layperson? And I've got, you know, there's several that I've got in my mind, uh, but the one example would be... Quick note here, we don't have permission to share this person's story, so we censored out their name. There is a layperson I know that has given his life to the, the life of the church and heavily involved, and yet with all of his energy, he's an entrepreneur, uh, he's a physician, he has had great failure, uh, even bankruptcy in his past, and then come back to start companies and then at least four nonprofits that have made worldwide impact and does done kingdom work. And so within that context, and, and many of us, maybe not someone that has made that kind of impact uh, to do these kind of global kind of <laughs> uh, nonprofit work, but uh, also, but many people who are doing great work in our neighborhoods that are, that are not connected to pastoral education, the church, anything like that. Those are the people, like, what does it look like and where in this, in these four, do we interview those people? Ryan has helped us curate these things. I'm going to give you a simple answer. He might have a more in-depth answer. I'm not going to try to put you on the spot if you don't, but anywhere. I think that's the beauty of the subversive shift is that that this is is a priesthood of all believers sort of a thing, that that's the beauty of subversive ministry is that it doesn't all hinge on a pastor preaching a sermon on a Sunday morning, right? So the beauty of this is that while we will have some pastors as guests because we are pastors and we know pastors, the point of guerrilla pastoring or of subversive presence of, of ministry is that we're almost trying to reframe what pastoring or what ministry or what kingdom of God work looks like and who can or cannot engage with it so anywhere is my answer um yeah i would only add to that uh, my own experience having worked in the nonprofit world um, but if it is true that he started several nonprofits, i can it's reasonable then to assume a couple things and then i'll and i'll say what those things are brian and then i'll tell you, and then i'll answer your question specifically it's reasonable to assume that has reimagined the limitate the economic limitations that we put on money as it relates to tithes and offerings. In other words, he's already operating outside a certain set of assumptions that says that tithing is faithful giving and allocation of our resources is giving to the unrestricted funds, operation funds of the local church. Anybody that's doing nonprofit work that intersects the local church and intersects an imagination of what the kingdom can do 
already necessarily is over that hurdle. So it'd be fascinating to explore with a person like how he conceives of his nonprofits doing both gospel work sort of outside, but in conjunction with the local church, which would be the first one of our one of our topics we're going to explore. But it would also be fascinating to explore with him how he understands his work complementing this very expensive asset that we have in the local church, which is the church building, because it's somebody that's worked in this sort of like not secular, but not religious space, this this sort of third space of, of the social sector. They handle, manage, steward resources and assets in a way that's drastically different than the local church, but is enough similar to where they can help stretch our imagination on how to use some of our biggest assets. So it'd be fascinating to explore with him how we could more faithfully use our assets, in this case, a church building effectively to impact the kingdom. Someone like that, though, too, who is an entrepreneur, clearly a self-starter, clearly you know, somebody that's got a full tank of gas and high RPM, what does it look like? What keeps him grounded, right? What keeps his focus on not just the task of accomplishment, because my assumption is he has no problem with that, but keeps him to the tasks of the inner life to where his internal, his inter- his internal life of faith stays grounded and richly invested into, right? And that would be a fascinating conversation about accountability to his own well-being and maybe that of his family. And I would go even another step and say, hey, help us think through how an individual decision-making in the life of a disciple as the pinnacle of discipleship ought to be conceived at just the beginning of discipleship. And what is a holistic journey that includes darkness, includes valleys, includes failure, and in his case, and, and you know includes losing everything and see how he would help us explore how how that season where he you know went bankrupt is actually a contributive component in the life of discipleship for who he is today right so it could really be to second what Josiah said it could literally be any one of these topics that someone like that would be just fascinating to bring in and discuss well i have a simple question in response to all that to you wardlaw when are you going to interview this this guy in your head when are we going to get to know the story of this this lay person doing doing the work that we can point to his tour guides to say that's god that's god's up to something over there yeah that's a good question uh it's whether or not we can get him to settle down uh and sit down to the point where we can interview him um but i also struggle sometimes with giving the example that big because that stops people from getting up and going. Uh, it's like saying, hey, uh, if you want to start hiking, you should hike Everest. Uh, you, you don't <laughs> use that as an example. You know, I mean, oh, let me show you this guy that did Everest. Uh, you don't use that. You, you just start going on little hikes. So, uh, so we have a whole year then. Let's, let's just work, it, work up to this, this one example. Maybe, maybe as a perfect bookend, we'll, uh, we'll get you to interview him near the end of this year to say, hey, we have this whole... We have all these examples. If if we are able to accomplish what we're trying to do, we're going to have a dozen and he can be our 12th, right? He can be our 12th story that we tell. So why don't you work on that and see about having him as the, as the tail end of this season? Perfect. So that's it. That's our plan in a nutshell. 
bringing you more examples of what it looks like to do subversive ministry, both as guerrilla pastors, as former pastors, or as lay people simply seeking to do the work of the kingdom of God. We're also introducing something new to this podcast with our very first interview. Our desire is to give you interviews and stories that you can listen to on your ride into work. This means we cut out a lot of what we talk about with our guests. So for this season, we're going to offer you unedited and complete conversations with every one of our guests starting this season, but we are releasing them as premium episodes and we will be offering them at the lowest possible subscription cost on each platform this podcast is available. Our regular episodes will remain free and without ads for the foreseeable future, but adding this premium option allows us to do two things. One, it allows us to bring you more stories in their completion, and two, it helps us continue to do the work of this podcast in the first place. We thank you so much for journeying with us as we continue to explore what it looks like to remain faithful to our calling to be guerrilla pastors. We would greatly appreciate if you would rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss any of the stories we're going to share in season two. As always, I'm your host, Josiah, and this is the Guerrilla Pastors Podcast. Mm-hmm.